I think I've told you the moment when I realized I knew nothing about cars was when I had our first car in Farmland, Indiana, and I went to have the tires looked at because something was wrong with the tire, and the guy told me it was cupped and I would need not only one new tire, I needed four new tires. And he said, so how often do you rotate your tires? And I said, I do what? What's rotate? And so I got my first lesson in taking care of my car from the guy at Discount Tire there in Muncie, Indiana. Now, part of that is my dad and I probably didn't spend a whole lot of time under the hood. The only thing I knew about a car that I needed to do was to keep it filled up with gas. And that was basically what I was told. So there are probably some things I could have learned, probably some things I could have been taught. And there are moments when the kids will call now and ask me a question about the car or ask me a question about rotating tires or questions like, so how often does it get serviced and where does the oil go and things like that. I realize I probably should have spent more time with some of those basic things. So even now I give the drill you know, service, rotate, 5,000. Service, rotate, 5,000. Service, rotate, 5,000. All that is to say, every now and then you realize that there are moments when you think, I should have spent more time on this. I should have given some responsibility back. And they do a good job at the cars, but we're not talking about cars this morning. What I feel in all my years of pastoral ministry, that one thing I don't often do and I want to do more of, is give the responsibility back to you all to listen to God. And you do that very well. But I want you to encourage to keep doing it. Because that is the essence not only of who we are as friends. That is the essence of who we are as those created by God. God speaking to us. God communicating to us. God prompting and God nudging. I think so often we let others listen for us. We let a pastor listen for us. Or we let a religious group listen for us. Or maybe we let a book or another person listen for us. And by what I mean is we let them listen for us and then we expect or want them to tell us what we're supposed to hear. But the way it works is we all have a direct line. We all have a direct communication with God. Paul wrote to the Philippians in his letter addressed to the Philippians this simple sentence, for it is God who is at work in you. Now think about that. God is at work in each one of us, enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. In other words, God is at work in you. God is at work in our meeting, directing us, speaking to us, giving us longings and desires that move us deeper and more directly toward what God would have us be and do. God is providing us what we need to know. The question is, am I listening? Am I paying attention? Am I being mindful of that? Am I listening to God's leadings and the nudgings and the promptings to see what God is doing? And the key, in large part to that, is when we say yes to God. Because to say yes opens us up. It opens up a closed heart. It opens up often a closed soul. Think of all the times that we have said yes in our life. Moments that have begun with a yes. Deanna, I didn't realize that when Deanna came up here to be elder of the day. She's right. The last time she was up there, she said, I do. 
But before that, you said yes, unless you proposed to Mark. How was it? Mark proposed to you. Okay, all right. Mark probably proposed to Deanna, and you said yes, and she found her way up. And look what it has started. See, we have those moments. Vocational journeys begin with yes. Will you take the job? Yes, I will. So maybe you said no in some points, but for the purposes of the message, you said yes. Maybe the opportunity to serve in a very meaningful way or on an important committee, and I know that sounds kind of counterintuitive saying yes to a committee, but let's just say that committee has a lot going for it. Let's say that committee is really exciting, and you said yes to that committee or yes to that board. And sometimes saying yes allows us to take trips we otherwise would have never been able to take. And I remember a few years ago, you were graciously allowed me to go on the trip to Israel. A friend of mine had said, look, Wake Forest is doing this trip for pastors. They pay for the whole thing. It's from a grant. And why don't you just apply for it? You got to fill this out. You got to write an essay, do all this. I said, okay, that sounds good. So I did all, sent that away. It's just like, you know, other contests you join. You're like, ah, it probably is not going to happen. So about four or five weeks later, I get this email, Wake Forest, Israel trip. And right before me, it's like nine o'clock at night. Congratulations. You have been selected to go to Israel. All expenses paid. Do you want to go? Now, I got to tell you, when it wasn't real, I was really, really eager to go. All of a sudden, the opportunity was there, be gone for two weeks, 13-hour plane ride, in a part of the world where every day you read, you're like, I don't know about this. So I actually looked at it for a few moments, maybe more than a few moments. I thought, all right, they're asking me whether or not I'm going to say yes. And so I talked about it with Linda, and I said yes. And it was one of the most memorable experiences I've ever had on a trip. So sometimes saying yes invites us into a journey that we could not have otherwise had. The Quaker Nancy Bieber, um, in her book that, about decision-making, writes this. There's something mysterious about saying yes. It sets things in motion whether it is to a marriage proposal, a job offer, or an invitation to get together with friends. Something will shift when we say yes. Something is beginning. In the first minute or two, nothing actually looks different. We haven't entered the marriage. We haven't started the job. We haven't gone to the party. We have, however, opened to a specific but yet unknown future. Whether that seems more like a risk or a great delight, the fact that we've said yes to it changes things. So sometimes saying that yes, even this internal yes, something will shift. It sets things in motion. And maybe sometimes we feel stuck in life because maybe there are places in life we need to say yes to that we are just putting off. And we feel stuck. And we feel as if we're going nowhere. And we feel as if nothing is happening. It was years ago, uh, United Nations General Secretary. Some of you may have read this book. He wrote a spiritual autobiography called Markings. His name was Dog Hammarskjöld, and I'm pretty sure I got that right. If you want to Google it when you get home, that's perfectly fine. But he wrote this wonderful book. It was just little phrases and quotes and thoughts about his own spiritual journey, his own work as a diplomat. And in this book, he writes about this moment where he said yes, quote, I don't know who, and he has it in capital letters, capital W, I don't know who 
or what put the question. I don't know when it was put. I don't even, I don't even remember answering. But at some moment, I did answer yes to someone, capital S, or something. And from that hour, I was certain that existence is meaningful and that therefore my life in self-surrender had a goal. At some moment, I did answer yes to someone or something, and existence became meaningful, and my life in self-surrender had a goal. That is the power of that yes. There are those moments. Someone or something enters into our life, and we say yes And all of a sudden, existence changes. And in that self-surrender, as he writes, we discover meaning and purpose, and our life finally has a goal. So what is that yes in your life you may need to be answering to? Where do we need to open our hearts up to? Let's move a little bit deeper. Two blind men following Jesus, crying out, show us mercy. And by the way, when I was rereading this text for this morning, I took note that we often come to Jesus in our blindness. I very rarely come to Jesus when I can see spiritually or when I can be very aware of what's going on around me. But often in my blindness, I come, and I, often in my blindness, I come stumbling, and I come knocking into things because I can't see very well at that time. And it's when I'm just desperate, and I really want to know what is this next step, and Where am I going and what do I need to do and who do I need to be? It's often in our blindness that we come. And it's often in our blindness that we cry out for mercy. And in God's grace and God's mercy, he comes back to us. So Jesus asks them this, do you believe I can do this? Heal our blindness. Do you believe? This is is not a trick question. It's not some legalistic precondition that Jesus is requiring. He really is inviting these two blind men to step out in faith and trust. In other words, this is the kind of faith that means living in the life and power of relationship with Christ. I want to see, we want to see, Jesus, do you believe? Can you live on that edge? Can you put your faith and trust in me and for the future that I intend for you and what I have for you? Are you willing to do that? And what do they say? Yes, we are. When we're tired of our blindness, when we find it no longer is working, when we're tired of no longer seeing, it's our faith and trust that Jesus can heal and make us whole that opens our eyes to a different world and a new way of seeing. So what is it that blinds us? What are you blinded by? I came up with my own list. It's a long list. I was almost looking at myself thinking, wow, I don't even know how I get around. I'm blinded sometimes by my arrogance. I'm blinded sometimes by my prejudice. I'm blinded sometimes by my judgmentalism of others. I can be kind of judgy. I'm blinded by my need to be right and superior to others, to get the upper hand. Sometimes I can be blinded by my need to be self-sufficient and do it on my own. That's the big one right there. I got this. I can be blinded by my certainty that I know the best way and the way to go. Sometimes I get blinded by my cynicism and negativity. And sometimes my hypocrisy, my duplicity, my denial of what I need to address 
in my life. I don't want to change that blinds me. And sometimes I get blinded by my need to play it safe and not risk. Now, maybe some of those resonate with you. I don't know. I tell you what, it's, it's a good exercise to sit down and just kind of put on paper what is it that blinds you at times, that keeps you from seeing in a way that really would help you to see and make some shifts in your life. So Jesus asks them if they believe, if they're willing to trust that he has their best interest at heart and that he has the way to help them live well. And these two men respond very simply, yes, Lord. And it begins with a yes. And their eyes were opened. And the moment in which we say yes, it opens up our eyes and our lives to a different reality. Maybe a whole new reality. Maybe just a little bit of a new reality, but it opens us up into something new. A new way of seeing. Maybe even a new way of thinking. Maybe a new way of living and a new way of understanding. And when we say yes to Jesus, to the nudgings and the promptings and the leadings, something often opens up. Maybe we see what the next step needs to be. It may be a small step. It may be a huge step. But we see what that next step is. Maybe we see where we're being invited to participate in God's kingdom, God's dream, God's intent for the world. We we feel a leading, we feel a drawing, we feel a concern, and we say yes to that, and it opens us up to participate in a way that we may not have before. We see a way forward that we may not have seen before. Now, that's one thing that I thought about yesterday at our yearly meeting sessions. I could be wrong on this. I'm still processing it, but in some ways, a way opened up that we had not seen before because in some ways, maybe we have been blinded so much by our desire to just go ahead and separate from everybody. You see? I don't know. But somehow our willingness to open up our eyes in a new way and say yes to a new possibility, maybe had opened up a third way that we never even considered. Sometimes when we say yes, we see the beauty and wonder of life. Our eyes open up to the beauty and wonder. Maybe there are moments when life is nothing but gray and and dark and always cloudy, sort of like living in Gotham City. And we just say yes in such a way it opens us up to beauty and wonder and life that we've never seen. Sometimes when we say yes, we see that of God in one another, and sometimes when we say yes, we see where we may need to change or rethink our life. And sometimes when we say yes, we see suffering and injustice and pain around us that we didn't know existed. Just even a yes to a leading to do something different. I shared with the Sunday school class this morning that this past week, I had it on my calendar, and I I said yes a week before, so I made that appointment with God. And Monday, I went to what was called a High Point Community Against Violence meeting um, at Seventh-day Adventist Adventist Church on Leonard Avenue. And it was a monthly meeting they have. It's a partnership between High Point Police and faith groups and nonprofit groups and essentially elected officials. And it's a monthly meeting. It's for an hour. But just by my willingness to say yes, see, a lot of times I would say no. i got a schedule to keep. i got to do all this other stuff. We can always come up with excuses, can't we? But there was this yes that just, this leading that just kept inviting me to say yes and sit in that meeting and listen. And when I did, I learned all sorts of new things about our community and some things that are not so good. But my eyes were opened up. 
eyes opened up to the pain, to violence. And you read the papers, my eyes were opened up to this massive, massive heroin addiction and problem we have in High Point, North Carolina. Just by saying yes, a shift happened in my life. It was a game changer. And I went up after the meeting and had a short conversation with the chief of police because I just had to find out more and get my head around this. Nancy Bieber again writes this, saying yes is the first step in the journey of spiritual discernment and decision-making. Our yes is the expression of our willingness, and with our yes, we make the commitment to live, to shape our decisions, and to discern the way forward with the Spirit's help. So, a couple questions. What areas of your life, what areas of my life, what areas of our life are we being invited to fully trust God, to just offer a yes, I'm in. Yes, let's do this. Yes, let's take this next step. Yes, I want to have my eyes opened up. Where or what area of our life, in our life or in your life, are you being called into that? The other question would be this. What am I allowing to blind my capacity to see? Anything on that list register with you? Maybe not. What's your list? But what is blinding my capacity to be able to see? What is blinding me from fully being aware of God's presence in my life or where God is calling me in my life? And over the next few weeks, how do we as a meeting listen deeply and intently so that we can say yes to the things we need to say yes to? And God will move us further down where God needs to move us. I want to close with a simple prayer. And I will bottom line it this way, really as a beginning point in our life. We may simply need to say yes to something very simple, God's love, God's grace, and God's forgiveness. To say yes to God's deep love for our life, and then to say yes to whatever God's will may be for our life and our meeting, and to say yes to the moments along the way that feel invitational and full of light and full of life. I will say this, I think sometimes I don't say yes because I know that if I do, I'll have to change, and I might actually have to have a better outlook, and I might actually have to be joyful. Sometimes we're invited into a different place and a different disposition, and when we say yes, we will step into it. So here's the prayer. I'll share this with you, then I'll sit down for a few moments, and we'll listen some more, and then we'll close. Today, I say yes to you, God. I say yes to your love for me. May I receive your love. May I rest in your love. And I say yes as well to your loving will for me. And I say yes to all you would teach me and change in me. And I say yes to you, my love, and my life. And today, I say yes to you, O God.